0: Okay, we go to Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Okay, the taste of the pudding is in the eating. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Anyone who wants to experience God's presence and power and the authority given to us in Christ and through him, they would have to go. They would have to step up. They would have to uh, get involved. They will have to pray for, for the need. They will have to uh, uh, exercise their faith. You can know it all Understand it all, but if you haven't experienced it, the reality will not come to you. The disciples, they had to go. And it is those who went that came back with a testimony. And you can see and sense in their testimony that there is an element of surprise Lord, we couldn't believe our eyes that demons were subject to us in your name. Of course, they've been accustomed to our Lord Jesus Christ casting out devils himself. But you know, as often as is common with such things, you know, you never see yourself in the same position. But now they have gotten the commission they have gotten the word of empowerment, go. And then they went, and then they came back with testimonies. So we know that it's only those who go, that they are the ones that can come back with testimonies of what God has done through them when they went. And so it is important for you and I to take every opportunity to step out, to go forward, to pray, to minister, because we believe in this empowerment, okay? Our Lord Jesus Christ said, I saw Satan tumble from heaven. Now, what does Satan go to heaven to do? The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. In Job, we're told that he goes seeking permission because everything is under God's control. He goes seeking permission to attack God's children. In um, Zechariah, we're told that uh, in his role as the accuser, He's trying to prevent God from empowering His people. That's why he was resisting Zachariah, and because Zachariah was clothed with filthy garments, he was succeeded until sovereign grace cleaned him out. And then in Revelations, were are told the accuser of the brethren. So when Jesus said, "I saw Satan," fall like lightning from heaven. He's talking about the authority to dislodge the accuser. And there is nothing that dislodges the accuser faster than repentance and washing in the blood of Jesus. Because when a man comes before God, repentant, washed in the blood of Jesus, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, The devil is disempowered. His his tool of of, uh, 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 discomforting on the Christian is totally taken away. Like the preacher would say, if he says, I saw that man hot tempered. And then um, um, God Almighty will say to Gabriel or Michael, check the records and they will come back and say, not found, (laughs) not found. Because it has been washed in the blood of Jesus and the man presenting himself, the man or woman presenting themselves for empowerment, they are covered in the righteousness of Christ. So they're totally without blemish And that's why Satan can tumble like lightning from heaven because there's nothing more to do. There is nothing more to do. So when the people who have been washed and cleansed, empowered by the Lord Jesus, when they began to exercise their spiritual authority, then things began to happen. Now, somebody is going to ask, but how can I know when I'm empowered by the Lord Jesus Christ? How do I know? It is important to understand. Some people will suggest that, well, you might feel something, you know, uh, like uh, uh, Teddy says, when when my one of my fingers I don't know whether right or left begins begins to twitch uncontrollably I know the spirit has come down. Uh, mm-hmm. That is not doctrine, no. <laughs> that is peculiar to him. So don't hold up your hand and say, "Oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready." Let it start uh, twingling. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is not doctrine. That is his personal. Uh, experience you know but what is standard scripture is that the just shall live by By faith. faith and then that scripture that says i believe so i speak yes oh lord empower me now i thank you i'm empowered now that's what jesus taught us our lord jesus that's what he taught us Mark eleven twenty four, 24. And what things soever you desire, pray. when you pray, believe that you have received and then you will have. And so a man says, Lord, please empower me now. I thank you for you have empowered me. And now I'm empowered in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he steps out by faith. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. You don't have to wait for a lightning to flash by your window. You don't have to wait for, 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 your, for two of your legs to be twitching on, on, on uncontrollably. No, no, no. <laughs> Whatever a man has as their own experiences cannot be doctrine. Mm-mm. It's an experience, but it cannot be doctrine. And doctrine is what is universal to everyone. Okay, so what is doctrine is in is in um, uh, um, Mark eleven twenty four. It is in uh, uh, Romans four seventeen that God who calls those things that be not as though they were. That's what faith is. You call the things that don't exist, okay, as though they exist. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, what version is this, sir? All these people, NKJV. Let me let me put the KJB, sir. Yes, please, sir. That's why sometimes we have to go back to. Yes, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you. you receive them, believe that you receive, and then it's what you believe in your heart. That's why Romans chapter uh, 10 verses 9 and 10 is very powerful, is very, very powerful and very empowering in the work of faith. Okay, for with the heart, you know, okay, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the lord jesus and shall believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead then you shall be saved now verse 10 for with the heart you believe unto righteousness what you believe positions you and when you start speaking what you believe possession comes okay for with the heart man believes unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation in fact Oh, can you do you have new living translation there yes sir. yes let us see what nlt says there okay for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with god and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved no Hallelujah. check another one what else do you have there hmm? For with the heart one believes, and thus has righteousness. And with the mouth one confesses, and thus has salvation. That's closest. That's the closest. Okay, this is what, NET? Yes, this is NET. Yes. There's um, uh, NIV. Okay, let's see what NIV says. Okay, no. That's one that actually says uh, with your confession you possess your salvation. Okay, you know. no. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth confesses, resulting into salvation. This is passion. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. Okay, let's try JB Phillips. <laughs> JB Phillips. Don't, don't, don't 24. It. Mm. It's, it's ten, nine, is that the same mark that is? The Romans. Romans Romans 4, no, Romans, no, no, this is Romans 4, 17. We're going to go to, if you're going to Romans. Okay. We're looking at Romans 10, 9 and 10 before. Yes. Different Okay, 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 yes. Okay, okay, yeah. The heart. Okay, no. Anyway, I'll I'll find that translation. I I know I I have all these translations. No. But anyway, the important thing is that. ESV, maybe. If you, if you believe. Okay, yeah, it, okay, this is what you're looking for. This ESV. ESV. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're all saying the same thing. But you see, the point is that you have to speak what you believe to possess. Sure. You know, you have to speak what you believe to possess it. And, and, and that's why. It, it is important to speak what you believe because mm-hmm. that's how you possess it. And you see, it, that's, that's what we emphasize when you are teaching people about the power to live godly. Okay, a man goes to God and says, Lord, I want to stop lying. Okay, it's okay. The scripture says, it is the spirit that mortifies the flesh. So Holy Spirit, please, Mortify the flesh with respect to this lying, let it come to an end in my life. And then he gets up from that prayer and declares, I have stopped lying. That is it. I have stopped lying. Glory, hallelujah! I've stopped lying. <laughs> and somebody sitting by who doesn't understand the way the system runs, and it's like, you're just deceiving yourself. <laughs> you know. But but you know he watches him, he, he, he keeps checking him out, and he finds uh, in a short while, for, for Rilo, he has stopped lying. Yes! Because this is, I tell people that this is the mystical dimension of spiritual life. Okay? You cannot explain it, but they, 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 they turn something inside you that that the power of that uh, lust, or whatever it is, over your life breaks. It just breaks. Because it makes us things where to touch and everything will correct that's why the Bible says it is the spirit only that can mortify the flesh you know it is only the spirit that can mortify the flesh and that's why uh, uh, you say to believers that Christians don't struggle with sin no they just die you know and the spirit is the one that produces that death you know but the man must desire it if he does not desire it it won't happen and that's the power of that Mark eleven twenty four. 24. What things soever you desire? Well, some people will only teach you to desire visa, to desire <laughs> a breakthrough, to desire contract. I say, yes, desire all of those, but also desire to live God. Right. Yes, also desire to live God. Nobody's saying you shouldn't, nobody you shouldn't desire all those things. Yes, desire them, of course, the necessities of life you know, but desire to live godly as well. In fact, that should be a a top priority, because that's where all the controls are. You know, godliness is profitable to all things. Having benefit in this life, that is. And then, in the life to come, first motive for it, you know, bodily exercise profited Profited uh, little. little. But, um, but um, uh, uh, godliness is profitable unto all things. Yes, you know, it has promise of the life that now is, and it has promise of that which is to come. Okay, so that is it. So let us, let us um, 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 begin to, don't wait until something special happens before you can begin to exercise your spiritual authority. And that's why you can see the way we pray, okay? The way we pray. And, and take it to your uh, uh, personal life. Don't pray beggarly prayers. The Bible says in uh, Revelations 1, verses 5 and 6, he made us kings and priests unto his God. So pray like a man who knows that you have been given authority. Pray like a man who knows you have been empowered, you know, and, and um and had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him the glory. Go to Revelations 5, verse 10. And, and, and you see it also. Revelations 5, verse 10. He says there, uh, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign. It's about it's about authority that controls things. Shall reign on the earth. So, so Pray like somebody who is reigning on the earth. You know, don't wait for the millennium. Practice what you are going to do in the millennium. You know, go to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 5. You know, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 5. So you and I can see, you know, where all this um, is anchored. What does it say? That these believers have tasted the good word of God. And what else have they stated? The powers of the world to come. So don't wait until the millennium. We are testing the powers of the millennium now. We are testing the powers of the millennium now. So 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 begin to exercise your spiritual authority. You know, don't wait until uh, Jesus comes and, and then you say we're well, now nah, I'm positioned. No, you are positioned now to exercise spiritual authority. Pray like somebody who has authority. Give others, you know. Look at all our prayers, it's about others, you know. So that angels will have clear words to, to walk with because somebody is exercising authority on the earth. That is, that is our calling. So Jesus was saying to them, even though uh, the devils are subject to you, but don't forget that that's not what is important. What is important is your salvation, that you must keep it, because that's what makes sure, ensures that your names are where written in heaven, so that they can empower you. That's what makes ensures that they they know you there. You know, for 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 the demons to 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 be subject to you here, they must know you in heaven. Your name must be in the book there. And that's why a lot of people don't realize that ensuring. That people understand their salvation, ensuring they, they, they understand how to walk in holiness and goodness before God is fundamental to their spiritual authority. So they are not uh, uh, practicing sinless perfection, but they are blameless. You know, this you see all the records. You know, what God said to his people is: walk before me and be what? Be blameless. Be blameless. Be blameless, not sinless perfection. Only mm. Jesus is sinless perfection. Um, Hebrews 4.15, tempted in every way as we are. But what? Yes, well, yes, Without you sin. Without sin. Tempted in every way. Okay? For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. And yet, that is it, only Jesus has sinless perfection. We are called to be blameless, okay? So, and what that means is, if you fall, get get up, clean up, clean up. Don't fall and stay there. Fall, get up quickly, clean up and keep going. They will restore your your, 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 uh, state of uh, holiness before God through the blood of Jesus. And and everybody needs to understand that dynamic. And the, the wonderful thing is that, you know, once you are blameless, that means you are not sinning willfully. Don't forget there's a difference. If you are blameless, you are not sinning willfully. Go to Hebrews 10, 26, you see sinning willfully what it does. Sinning willfully. Everybody needs to understand this. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, what is going to happen? There no. remains no more sacrifice for Sinful. sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fair indignation, which shall devour the adversary. That is it, too. So remain blameless. You know, don't sin willfully. And and if if uh, uh, you happen to sin, okay, first uh, John, go to first John, um, first John 2 1 to 2. First John 2, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not, okay, don't sin. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he's the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. In other words, don't sin, don't go and do something wrong. But if you happen to quickly run, quickly run, okay? And then go and get cleaned up. So, so th- these are the scriptures that every Christian should know so that you can walk in it, you know, you can walk in it and continue to remain holy, you know, before God and blameless you know, holy and blameless. Holy is what the blood confesses. Blameless is the one you and I do. Don't do You know, bribery is wrong. You go and be collected. Then in the evening, you confess. No, that's sinning willfully. That's sinning willfully. So they're not the same. You know. And uh, you, the, you get a picture, a clearer picture of it from Galatians 6 1. Galatians 6 1. Okay, that is, our, uh, that is where we stop because these things are very important. than if a man be overtaken, overtake. I like the king. Is this King James? Yes, sir. Yes, that's why I like overtake because he gives you the, the exact picture. It <laughs> gives you the picture of a man running away and somehow the sin ran uh, I faster. <laughs> yes, faster and overtook him. You know? <laughs> yes, it doesn't give the picture of a man running towards the sin. Ah, that's a different matter. So if a man be overtaken in a fault, you quit a spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Yes, so you, you, every time you meet someone overtaken in a fault and then you, you discover that yes, they were not really a, a plotting evil. You know, but they were actually uh, avoiding it. <laughs> and they and then yes, they were ambushed and tried. <laughs> so, so go to where they've fallen, lift them up, restore them so that they can continue running. But be uh, careful yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and that's why sometimes uh, you don't tell gody details of people's testimonies because it will fire imagination in the wrong direction. Oh. You know. It's bad enough that you sin, so leave the details out. Just say you have taken in a fault. You know. Amen. Amen. Amen.